Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to be We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. Roz on the sleepier end. Wits on a tirade after being shut out by a McDonald's drive-thru. And it didn't end there. No, folks. This man pulls up just to see if anybody's working, only to be berated by Bob the Builder from behind, being, sir, you cut me. I've been in this drive through line for 15 minutes. Well, wouldn't you have figured out there wasn't somebody talking to you in the machine for 15 fucking minutes? Wits, pleasure having you here. I know how upset you are that you don't have a McFlurry in hand. I am beyond irate right now. I don't, I did not envision my night ending like this. Not only did I not get my food, but Like you said, Bob the Builder came up next to my car window, and you were actually on the phone with me, so you got a front row seat to it. And 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 in modern-day America, very sketchy move, somebody coming up to your car window. Very sketchy. I thought the guy was going to ask me if anybody was working, and I get a, well, you you, kind of cut me, and I was like, you were there for 15 minutes. I'm not going to sit there all night. And, uh, yeah, so I got kind of yelled at, didn't get my food, and, uh. High, rest- high restraint from which, so I'll give him that credit. I mean, I was about to bark through the iPhone. I don't know what good that would have done, but you know what? The McDonald's doesn't open. Wits had a tough night, but you know what never closes Wits? That's Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. You can go live now officially too. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Damn, am I good at transitions. Um, I, I was going to I was gonna say, bravo. That, that was pretty damn good. You, might, you know, we're working on it, you know? There could be some cool stuff in the works. But anyways, Wits, we finished week two of the NFL where we jump back in. Wits and I, Dustin, Dustin off the rust a little bit. Wits going one and four on his picks last week. Myself going two and three. We all play with one unit apiece here. So if you do the math, uh, I believe I'm down negative. Th- what am I down? Negative one unit? 1.2. 1.2, my math. So this is why we have Xander. He does the math and I just give them the numbers but anyways with another crazy week in the nfl green bay holds on we might as well get that out of the way to begin with green bay holds on and destroys 
the team that Aaron Rodgers has majority ownership stake in. And honestly, that's a plus for Chicago. I think you want Virginia McCaskey out as fast as possible. And if Rodgers is willing to take over ownership of that team, why not? That guy's a competitive man who likes to win more so than Virginia and the whole McCaskey family. So that was a nice Sunday night hoorah for your boy to finish the night. Got a fantasy victory. Wits and I are both 2-0 in the KMML, which we talk about much, a bunch on this show. It's a very exciting place and time to be in the NFL. Gambling obviously hit us a little bit different. Some wild finishes last weekend. You are not safe, basically, is the motto of week two in the NFL. No one is safe. Hide your children. Hide your kids. Even with a 30-point lead, it felt like you were not safe. Um, what a finish in the Cleveland Jets game in the Miami Ravens game and my computer froze, but the Arizona Cardinal and Las Vegas Raiders game. I haven't seen finishes like that in forever. Yeah. I mean, if these first two weeks keep up like this, I mean, it's going to give young men like ourselves a heart attack. It's uh, it's survivor pool carnage, right? It's spread carnage. It's money line parlay carnage. It's there's carnage everywhere. And uh, Roz, yeah, you started us off. Bears Packers and I think interesting note from that game um, and just the season the Bears have attempted 28 passes this year every single team in the league has completed at least 28 passes so that tells you a little bit and about Cooper Cup has more targets than the Bears have passing attempts yes and we both have more receiving yards than Darnell Mooney but who's counting um yeah Roz let's uh let's start from the top here um Jets Browns. I mean, that play has come up quite a bit over yeah, the past few years. Dude, this has been such I, an argument between you and I. I don't think it's. An, I mean, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying, you know, if he would have gone down, they could have kneeled it out, and there would have been no. I know what they did was almost impossible because it was like 2,200 games. Ninety-nine point nine percent chance of winning. First off, the name of the game is to score points, and I get it. I totally get. They had no timeouts left. It was after the two-minute warning, but they also then put themselves up by two scores against the Jets with backup Joe Flacco. A 66-yard touchdown pass is improbable. An onside kick is improbable. And then a drive with, like, 45 seconds is even less improbable. Like, what do you – like, they got the ball with a minute 40-something. Are you just defending Nick Tubbs on your fantasy team? I – partly. I will show the bias there, but I also have <laughs> – watched it on first take and the fact that Nick Chubb took the whole blame for it shame on the fucking Browns and that's why they're a shameful organization them and their dumb pocket elf that could get punted across the country I mean shame on that first off Nick Chubb if you look at anybody with energy and athletic ability he's the best player the Browns have right now maybe Miles Garrett on the other side of the ball but Nick Chubb but Nick Chubb is scoring the fucking points. Where was Miles Garrett on those two defensive drives? You get back-to-back defensive drives, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett. Give a sack. Maybe one sack takes 15 more seconds off that he doesn't have to throw to Garrett Wilson in the end zone. Nick Chubb didn't, Nick Chubb didn't lose that. I know I threw my ass on the end of there because I love to do that. That defense lost that, and their special teams blew that. And I think for Nick Chubb to take the fall, Jesus Christ, I'm going to keep doing that every time I say his last name, is BS. And the Browns should be disappointed in themselves. And the elf that they put in the middle of the field, they should be disappointed with all of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, 99.9, should it ever happen? Like, no. But in that one case that it does, it's like, well, we could have just taken three knees and been out of here. But let's not belabor the point. Um, 
the Browns were a pretty popular survivor pick, which <laughs> if you had the Browns last week, you might still be in disbelief. Like I was borderline shocked um, that they lost that game, but Joe Flacco top three in the league in passing yards followed by Tua and Carson Wentz. It's a interesting start of the year here. Um, but that was one big game, Roz. What was the next one? We're we talking about the, Ra- the Ravens, who came out blades of glory. 35-14 going into the fourth quarter. They allowed 28 fourth quarter points and allowed for the first time ever there to be a wide receiver duo with over 150 yards receiving a piece and two touchdowns apiece. It was the craziest fourth quarter comeback I've seen since the Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I know that game kept popping up on red zone, but I, I wrote it off. Um, I didn't have either side, but I was like, okay, this one's over. And Tua seemed like he threw for more yards and touchdowns in that one game than he did his entire career. And I mean, that's another head scratcher. If you're the Ravens, um, the amount of times that I looked up on the screen and see Tyree kill with nobody within 10 yards of him. It just makes no sense. Like he's the most dynamic receiver in the league. Like, how is there this many blown coverages? Yeah, but it's Jalen Waddle, his counterpart, then, because that's I gotta tell you, that's fair. You're telling me there's two cornerbacks on each NFL team that can keep up with the pace and speed of both Waddle and Hill. It makes for a tough matchup deep downfield. I mean, you could play two safeties back, but it's Tua, it's Tua. You keep, but you're a part of the problem with this. It's Tua. It's Tua. Tua threw for over 400 yards and six touchdowns. Maybe we stop doing the it's Tua. I mean, we don't do it's Lamar anymore, and I think Tua has a better arm than Lamar. So, I, I don't know. I would t- – I would. everyone needs to take – I Rick think – What? Tua I, has a better arm than Lamar. Maybe he's more accurate. Better arm, no. I think people need to take it. Take it easy. Mahomes, Mahomes didn't get it to Hill out in front all the time either. I think it's public perception. So I think two was getting rocked a little bit. He just went into Baltimore and said, it's fine. You need me to score 28 points in the fourth quarter. I'll go do that. No problem. And he did. So Baltimore looked like one of the top echelon teams in the AFC along Buffalo. And the Dolphins were like, nah, hold up a second. Look how good we can be in one quarter. So yeah. I think Tua needs a little bit more respect than he's been getting or been given. So. And in, in the great words. First time I've been or, a Tua defender. Hey, we'll see what happens. They're 2-0. McDaniels looking good so far. And in the, the words of the great Tyreek Hill, we're going to need some wheelbarrows in Miami to carry that stuff around. We're going to need um, big wheelbarrows. And then do we, do we close off here with – we don't close off this week, but we got to talk about the Cardinals Raiders who put, put myself almost into a nap in the late games, I mean, the Raiders were just banging on the Cardinals, popping champagne bottles before halftime when it was 20 to three going into the half. Roz is like, I just needed to cover six and a half. What am I going to do? Kyler Murray still playing Call of Duty until the third end of the third quarter. It was double XP weekend. Didn't realize he had a game, you know? Comes in there and he goes, you know what? I might be four foot seven, but I got a fucking 12 inch cock and honestly laid it down on them that was it what a comeback honestly I was fine with it I was ready for a missed extra point I forgot about our side bet you and I had wits 
about the Chargers and Raiders this year. I was ready for the extra point. Let's all go home happy. It's football Sunday. We all love being with each other. Come on. All happiness. Missed the two point. I cover the spread. Wits is happy with the pick. Hunter Renfro fumbles twice on back-to-back plays. One resulting in a 59-yard return to the house for a touchdown. The Raiders go to 0-2. One of the most miraculous 0-2s I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, that game was, like you said, I was on the couch about to fall asleep and, you know, tick, 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 a touchdown and touchdown here. Kyler Murray runs for 85 yards on one play. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable how the Raiders lost that game. And, I mean, I was getting ready to to ring the Cliff Kingsbury bell. I mean, I that game, they looked awful. He was on the hot seat. Um, and now at one and one, right? Now a little little uptick here. It was a horrible loss for the Raiders. And like you said, Hunter Renfro, I love the guy. He's got a fumbling problem. And then not just talking about last game, he had six times he put the ball on the ground last year. And unbelievable to fumble, you know, two out of the three plays. It was uh like three of the most unbelievable finishes that you'll ever see. And it was all on the same day. And we almost got a score. I mean, we know we all know the great number 28 to three. Well, it was in reverse and Atlanta was down 28 to three. And oh, oh boy, yeah. they came back to cover. They came back to cover the spread last week, which was, it was 10, 10 and a half. Yeah. And that was a big L on your behalf. It was you got it at 10. They came back to cover. They were dominating the Rams. The Rams made Atlanta look like the team we thought they would be. I mean, they were up 31 to 10 at one point in the fourth quarter, gave up 17 points. And if you were a spread guy last week, you were just getting hammered. Your spread was up. You thought you were coasting, maybe a little bit of shut eye pull with Thomas Gandolfi. You wake up, that spread's gone. And there's money no longer in your bank account. And that's how I felt all weekend long. Yeah. And the Rams game, I mean, the spread was bad enough, but I had him in Survivor too. And when they had that pick, when Jalen Ramsey had the pick in the end zone, I thought it was over. I mean, I had to sweat that out for another 15 minutes because we couldn't get a yard on offense, couldn't get anything going, and it was it was atrocious. But you know, they, they did pull out with the victory. Um, a couple other news notes around the league, Roz. I was going to yeah. say the funny way to do it. We'll do your. I think we should do overreaction. And we just start putting up tombstones. People are just dead. Let me just go through the list, hop in. Um, people who are dead, you can have a comment, and then I'll keep going on with my list of people who are dead. Does that work? sound good to you? Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts, dead. Matt Ryan, dead. Frank Wright, dead. Tell me where I'm wrong. I mean, that tombstone is up for all three of those guys. 24 or nothing to the, in Duval County to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I agree, but I had the tombstone up on Matt Ryan preseason. So you did. So that that's why it hurts. I mean, that was the funeral I was getting emotional at. Needed a little bit of support. It'll be okay moving forward. Other people who are dead: Trey Lance, dead. Teams really rallying behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and they win twenty-seven to seven, covering the spread. We both thought Seattle would be able to keep it close. The weather didn't affect anything. Jimmy Garoppolo was chucking darts. He was back in the building. Team morale way higher. I understand Trey Lance, young guy. We don't, we're not applauding his injury. We feel bad. We hope he comes back and has a great career. But 
dead in San Francisco. You can't be doing what you've been doing to Jimmy Garoppolo and then have this guy come in and win. Yeah, and it takes away uh, it takes away all the uncertainty now. So we'll see where we go. But I mean, this team was one play away from the Super Bowl. So with Jimmy Garoppolo, um, with Jimmy. Russell Wilson dead. They won sixteen to nine. I don't care. It's sixteen to nine against the. Houston Texans, who Lovey Smith coached into the loss. Lovey Smith very clearly didn't want to win that game. And he was like, you know what, Russ, just take it. You don't look good today, Russ. Let me tell you, Russ, you're 14 of 31 for only 219 yards and one touchdown. You got a, gr- a plethora of talent around you, a good defense. You, they, you said you weren't the problem in Seattle. Russell wasn't dead. Russ was too too busy yelling on her pass on the sidelines to focus on his, his quarterback duties. Um, I mean, that was another ugly – if week one was ugly for Denver, week two, even though they got a win, was uglier. I mean, the Texans are – come on. That was – it was gross all they're the like, way around. They're like the, like the bottom league of the European soccer league, if that's the Texans. They'd be relegated twice already. Yeah. So we got double we got double deaths on Monday, which the Tennessee Titans are dead. They stink. Dead. 41 to 7. Tannehill looks like he did in Miami when they had to cut him loose. There was no energy. There's no star power. I mean, Derrick Henry is a shell of himself, it looks like. And that defense is Swiss cheese. Tennessee Titans dead. I agree. You, you got to be uh, a little worried if you took Derrick Henry in the first round because the game scripts, the offensive line, Taylor Lalonde getting injured, it's it's ugly. Vrabel, don't think he's going to last the season. No, I can be rough. And then finally, primetime Kirk, dead. And I want to make a very good point on why that's a bigger issue because all the postseason games are primetime. You're telling me, Kirk? He's going to be getting postseason games at noon on a Sunday. Highly unlikely. Kirk Cousin primetime, meaning the Vikings, dead. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the theme lives on. That was, uh, I don't even, I can't even call it an ugly game by Kirk. It was an insult to the word ugly. It was gross. Um, let's give a little credit to Philly, though. Looking like a great team. Class the NFC East. Strap those angel wings on. They're floating. They are ready to rock. They ain't dead. They're living life. They're living large in a division where it looks like they're clearly the best team right now. Um, but we, we glazed over it. Let's give a little golf clap to Cooper Rush. <laughs> Taking out the Cincinnati Bengals. He did his job. Did Bengals offensive did. line? Dead. <laughs> very, very dead. Um, but... I mean, that's that's arguably a savior of the Cowboys season, winning that game against the Bengals. 0-2, looking at staring at Philly being 2-0 with a very easy schedule. I mean, Cooper Rush came out and did everything you could have asked him to do. Right, He's now 2-0 in his uh, career as a starter. Um, but, yeah, man, that Bengals offensive line, it was supposed to be revamped, um, supposed to be repaved, and I don't think they – they look worse than they did last year. So we'll see how they fare against the Jets this week. I think it should be a little easier matchup, but golf clap for Cooper Rush. Hey, golf Great. clap for Cooper Rush. Good way to come in. Next man up mentality. You rarely see that in the NFL when it comes to the quarterback position. And to be fair, they will be playing in a shitty division. So they got the Giants this coming week. I know Giants excited 2-0 for the first time since I feel like I've been alive. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Perfect segue into the week ahead, which we've got a new slate, five games each. 
Um, it's an exciting week. Big matchup on the game of the week, which is Green Bay versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have matchups like the Chiefs and Colts, which was probably supposed to be a prime time. But fuck it, they're going to move that to the Bills and Dolphins, both 2-0 and headed into Miami. The new leaders of the AFC East are about to bang heads. We got top of the division Lions and Vikings going at it in Minnesota. Ravens on the road at Gillette Stadium. That's an exciting game. You got divisional matchups in the NFC East all across the board with the Eagles and Commanders. And like I said, the Giants and the Cowboys. Um, and then you get NFC West stuff going on as well. Cardinals hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Rams three and a half point favorites. I'm sure we're going to bring it up. A lot of good football to go on here. We're on the Matt Rule firing tour. So hopefully the Saints go into Carolina and take care of business. Wits, I'll start it off this week since you started last week. I just said they were dead, but I'm taking them plus two at home against your lowly Raiders. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus two here. I think they're going to have a bounce back. I think they can absolutely run the ball all over this Raiders front line and secondary. I know Max Crosby's there. I know they've built up, and I know Chandler Jones is there. But once he gets to the secondary, no one's tackling Derrick Henry. So give me plus two. Win it at home. You can't look that bad two games in a row. Yeah, I mean, this is a a season-defining game for both of these teams because 0-2 is hard enough. 0-3 0-3 is a death sentence in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, not where either of them wanted to be. But uh, we'll move on here. My first pick of the week, I'm going to take a gross play here. I'm going to take Cincinnati laying the five against the New York Jets. Um, another team, 0-2. He can't start 0-3 in the NFL. And I think the Jets are getting a little bit too much love here for the comeback win. But they were, you know, I would say outplayed for the most part, that entire game, except for the past, you know, the last two minutes. Um, and I don't think the pass rush and the defense is going to put up nearly as much of a fight um, and give the Bengals trouble. So I like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the crew to get back on track this week. Um, I think they put up 40 points. My favorite pick of the week. And there's a story a little bit behind it what happened to me in Vegas last year, one of the last weekends of the year gambling when the Vikings were beyond favorites at home against the Detroit Lions. And they blew not just the spread, but the entire game, the Lions. Well, that was a bad Lions team. Now they're getting a good Lions team. You're telling me the Lions are getting six. Give me the plus six. I don't care that they're on the road. This offensive line is the best, arguably, in the NFC. Their defense is ferocious. I understand the Eagles got 38 on them last week, and I know they started giving up some points to the Commanders, 26 in total. But the Lions are scoring, and they're going to hold them down. Dalvin Cook already being as ineffective as he can be. I think he's going to have even more trouble with this front against Detroit. I think they've got this new recipe, this newfound belief with MCDC there. Detroit plus six. I like the money line as well, but Detroit plus six has to be an absolute lock. They are just. Jared Goff playing Super Bowl football again like he did in Los Angeles. I love everything about this game. Keep hating on Detroit. You made them a favor for the first time last week since before I was even, again, alive and possibly um, since 2004. And uh, I think that's not true. I don't remember when they were favored last. It has been that long. But give me Detroit plus six. They're going to keep covering spreads. 2-0 against the spread. Man, somebody's been watching some hard knocks, man. But I love it. I'm um, in. He's in. I like the play. I think this will this will be a good game. The Lions are fun, fun team to watch. Uh, I mean, there might be seventy points in this game because I would say Lions defense not very good. Vikings defense 
question mark uh, after Monday night. Uh, my next pick of the weekie, uh, you know what? Let's get the hazmat suit play out of here. I'm going against my Eagles again. I'm taking Washington plus six and a half at home. Two weeks in a row, by the way, folks, which means he's officially no longer allowed to tout he's an Eagles fan. He's out. He's not invited to the parade if they win. He's not invited to the MVP ceremony that might be for Jalen Hurts. Witz is renouncing his Eagle fandom in front of you guys here today with this plus six and a half pick of the Washington Commanders. I'm not going to renounce it. You can say whatever you want. Everybody who has followed this show knows that I was on the Eagles and Hurts before anybody else. I will gladly step aside, let other people take the credit for being bandwagon fans. But I think this is uh, I think this is too many points here. Ree. I mean, Carson Wentz, they've got some things cooking here. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuels going to play his third game in a row for, I think, the first time in his career. Um, there's a lot of weapons over there in Washington and Philly coming off a of Monday night. Big victory. Right. Everybody looked great. I think that's where I got to put on my suit and uh, just wade into the abyss here and uh, take the points here at home. I'm, I'm taking Washington. I'm taking a second week in a row trap game. I won last week's trap game, Tampa Bay minus three. It was golf clap. The, a little golf clap. Ethan goes into traps, doesn't come out of them very often. Like a bear in the woods. I'm even dumber than that. So I'm about to walk into one more trap, you know, going back into the woods this weekend, Wits. And we're going Baltimore minus three. And here's why. The Patriots stink. They absolutely stink. I understand they won last week. But that was one of the ugliest football games I've ever had to watch. It was on CBS the entire time. There's no offense. Do they have a defense? Somewhat. It's compatible. They were also playing against Mitch Trubisky last week. Let's be real here. And a horrible, horrible offensive line in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They don't have a great line themselves, actually. Mac Jones hitting the turf more than he has in his two-year career. Baltimore gave up what we saw. Had they won that game, this is even more of a trap to me. Baltimore is the, at the pinnacle of the AFC outside of the Buffalo Bills, who just are a completely different standard. Baltimore comes into this game. They're not letting him back in. They win this by two to three touchdowns. One of the easiest bets I've ever seen in my life. Baltimore minus three, even with Lamar having a little bit of pain, a little bit of pain. Like Winston said, there's pain everywhere in the NFL. So ignore the pain. A little bit of pain in Lamar Jackson, but minus three is the easiest lock trap I've ever stepped into. I'm going to rip that bear trap apart step up all in it, get the money for this one. Take Baltimore minus three or forever be a loser. <laughs> I'm sold, man. I mean, you, you have, you did walk into the trap last week. You walked right through it. Um, so I like to pick there. My third one, I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags who uh, he's 0 and nine on the road in his career. Um, so in the 10th, uh, 10th game here, looking for a W Um this Jaguars team is interesting. -y. I mean, they were horrible last year. I think a lot of that had to do with urban Meyer, right? They had the number one pick, so They were already a bad team, but what I saw in week two against the Colts, I mean, this team is young and it's feisty and I don't care how bad the Colts might end up being to go in and shut them out. 24, nothing Trevor Lawrence getting some cooking here. We got ETN back Christian Kirk. People said he was overpaid. I don't think so. was one of the best receivers in the league so far. Um, I'm going to take the touchdown on the road here. I mean, the one thing I worry about for the Chargers right now, Justin Herbert got absolutely mauled last week, right? He came back to practice uh, today, or it'll be Wednesday when you're listening to this. But I mean, that guy was limping 
across the field, right? Couldn't even, couldn't even take a knee for a first down. So he chucked a 30 yard pass down the field. Um, but I like this Jags team and I, I think seven points, it's just too much for me here. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the touchdown on the road and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully the Jags ruin a lot of survivor picks because I think people are going to be in the Chargers hot and heavy this week. I'm going to set an opening line first. The most underdog picks I have taken in one week. We're going for our third in a row here. Not in a row. Third of four. I'm taking Denver plus one and a half at home against the 49ers because, mm. because I am unwilling to bow out on Russell Wilson through the first four weeks or Nathaniel Hackett, who helped Green Bay do many a good things. I think they're going to get it on a roll. I think they win this by 10 points this game. I think Garoppolo and the 49ers are good, but Garoppolo is going to run to his first problem because you have to have the drama. Like San Francisco is going to need to write it in the Chronicle or something. Jimmy is not the guy still. So I think this is going to be the one Jimmy does not get. Um, a lot of injuries on that team. I know it will be their first full week of practice with Jimmy at the helm, but I think Denver at home in mile high, Tough to breathe when you're coming from the ocean into the mountains. You're already at zero on the sea level. Now you're really getting to the top when you get into Denver. I do like Denver plus one and a half. They need to make a statement. Their offense looks like the Seattle offense of last year. They're really going to need to put up some points. Give me Denver plus one and a half. I love it, man. Roz, the archaeologist. I mean, he fucking walks in the bear traps. He tells us about altitude. And it's all to bring you some winners. <laughs> so I love I love it. Uh, this is my, my best play of the week here. I'm going to take the Rams laying three and a half on the road at Arizona. I think this line is way too low. I mean, people, I think, are looking at what Arizona did last week and thinking that they're a halfway decent football team. I don't think that's the case. Um, and on the other side, right, you have the Rams almost blowing that game. But I think they're in a totally different class than the Cardinals, um, you know, defending Super Bowl champions. You saw the offense get rolling last week, and you still got, one of the most ferocious defensive lines in football. Um, I, I think this is going to be a beat down by the Rams. And I think the three and a half, it's way too light here. I think it should be closer to a touchdown, but I think people get a little, a uh, little short-term bias early in the season. So I just, I don't see the Cardinals keeping pace with the Rams here. Cause you know, they really only looked okay for a quarter and a half. The Cardinals have. So I'm, I'm going to lay the points with the Rams and I, I think this will be an easy victory. I'm with you on the Rams, especially since I'm seeing the minus three, minus 130. I know that's kind of a rough one to bet, um, but Rams minus three and a half. I do that as well. Um, my final one before, boy, am I excited for Wits' last pick. I mean, you want to get a guy going. Don't send me models. Just see what Wits about to pick. My last one is the Buffalo Bills. Tough one. Minus six and a half, minus six some books on the road at Miami. We just saw Miami use every bit of gas they had to come back and beat Baltimore. I think there's a letdown coming. There should have been a letdown after their first game. It looked like there was going to be a letdown after their first game. And I got to be honest with you, Baltimore has a good defense, not the defense that the Buffalo Bills have. And we've seen it two weeks in a row. Buffalo is about to do what Green Bay did in 2020. I think they're going to go 10 and two against the spread in the first 12 games. The two, because one of them is going to be against Green Bay and Green Bay is going to cover that one themselves. Give me Buffalo here to win again by double digits, maybe two or three touchdowns again. Buffalo minus six is just, they are a wagon. And if you're not on this wagon, you're losing money. So Buffalo all the way, doesn't matter the humidity they have down there. Doesn't matter that they're 
got their owners watching from a boat with some models and all that other stuff. This Buffalo team couldn't care less who's on the tracks. Those old wagon wheels coming back from like the 1700s, ready to keep it churning, and they're going to get this W. Yeah, man, I could see it. Uh, it'll be an interesting matchup there. Uh, my last pick of the week, Roz, you mentioned you were excited for it. I, I'm taking the green and gold on uh, Sunday afternoon going to Tampa Bay. I just – I don't really see this one for the Bucks here. I mean, they struggled on the offensive side of the ball for, I would say, the majority of both of their first two games. I mean, I think the only reason they won against the Saints was because of that that defensive uh, – I forgot if it was a holding or an illegal contact penalty, but it was awfully suspicious at that point in the game um, – Mike Evans suspended, Chris Godwin hurt. Um, I don't know who Tom Brady's going to throw the ball to. I mean, they just signed Cole Beasley off the street. So I, I think this is going to be tough sledding for Brady and the Bucks here. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I think they're going to have to rely on him pretty heavy. But I think with what we saw last week from the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they got things going a little bit more, right? Aaron Jones, 130 yards rushing. I think that offense is going to start to get better each and every week. Right with guys like Watson and Dubs, and you got a couple of vets over there. Um, I think having Jair Alexander always helps. And this Packers team, uh, I think, kind of like last year, you throw away Week One, and you know I, I love them going into Tampa Bay here because I think the Bucks are um, getting a little bit of that Tom Brady number, and uh, I just think the Packers are going to win this game outright, and I think they're going to do it pretty handedly. I think the Bucks are due for a, a really poor performance. Um, I know that they're two and zero, but. They really haven't impressed me so far, and I think the Packers come in, and I think uh, Rodgers takes care of business here. Dude, and Tom, yeah. is looking, Tom is looking like a skeleton these days. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, if it's Giselle making him sleep in the guest room or what, but I am in on the Packers. Take the money line, plus 103, pretty much even money. Uh, it's exciting. It's going to be another fantastic week of football, which we always close it out with a little bit of mention of the college football, things just going as planned. Nothing as shocking as the week before last week. Michigan State goes down to Washington. I think the Big Ten is just, they are who we thought they were. That's why we took Danfield. And uh, you want to crown them, but I don't want to crown them. So I'm taking them away their crown. I know Ohio State's the cream of the crop, but they're barely covering spreads. I know they covered last week for the first time ever. They're going to have a big matchup against Wisconsin this week. They are part of my Rosie favorites parlay, which you are allowed to hop on. If you're curious about who is in the Rousey favorite parlay, it is <laughs> it is Ohio State minus 19, Tennessee minus 10 and a half, BYU minus 22 and a half, and Oklahoma minus 13. So have fun with that. It's a lot of points you're going to need on Saturday, but you want to see points. Scoring is fun. Yeah, scoring is a lot of fun. There was a lot of points last week. Ohio State put up 77, Alabama 63. Hoping for a couple better games in the top 25 this week. And uh, yeah, Auburn. Um, dead to me. They're the Iowa of the oh. SEC. Um, couple, we had a couple other good games. You know, we had Texas A&M Miami, which is kind of hard to watch, but a one score game. Um, and Florida barely sneaks by South Florida, Anthony Richardson. There was some early Heisman talk, but the guy is one of four FBS quarterbacks to still not throw a passing touchdown. So I think we're going to put those tickets to bed. We're going to save them for next year. Um, and we'll see what happens, but we still got the same teams at the top. Um, I think the game that I'm looking for this week, Roz, it's Clemson going to Wake Forest, right? They're laying seven and a half on the road here. Wake Forest got Hartman back a couple weeks ago, right? Supposed to be out for the year. 
this is my uh, my key matchup here because I think the first three are pretty locked in for the playoff right now. But can Clemson make it back to the glory days? We'll see. But this is a interesting matchup in the ACC coming here on Saturday. And by the next time you hear from us, the Packers hopefully are two and one. But Judge could also be the new AL home run record leader. So keep an eye out for that. Pujols might get to seven hundred. That's basically talking baseball, which did no power rankings all summer long. Maybe we give a little love to the World Series matchup. But outside of that, I don't think there's much love for Major League Baseball right now on the opening line. Um, that's the episode today. Wits, any final thoughts going into week three of the NFL season? I think you, you just got to be ready, man. I mean, these first two weeks have been crazy. And like you said, there's not only a lot of good matchups and storylines, but I mean, there's a lot going on, survivor pools, fantasy. It's it's all coming to fruition. All the summer we waited, and it's finally here, and it's, it's been spectacular. That it has been. This has been the opening line brought to you by Bet Online and the wonderful minds of Wits and Raz. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Peace. Smoke.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.